Hello, this is Pauline B. You are listening to episode number four of my weekly show. In this world of hustle and bustle, struggle, outrage, and never-ending hardship, I advocate for calm and decency. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you struggle during your journey or if you achieved your success with ease and a sense of adventure. What matters is that you took the necessary steps to get there. No one is giving you a star for having the most struggle. You get the star for getting valuable work done. Today, I want to talk about why drama and productivity is a bad mix. I will also share my 10 tips on achieving your goals with calm. Welcome to the Monthly Method Podcast. This is a show for solopreneurs, creators, and artists who have a burning desire to launch a project. This is for a project that is not urgent, but truly important. The one your best life depends on. Your host, Paulina B., is a certified scrum master. She brings a proven record of launching successful projects, both professional and personal. You will hear about tested techniques that lead to calm, consistency, and results. Stay tuned to turn your idea into reality one month at a time. I find there is too much drama in the world of goal setting and productivity. People track their lives to the minute. They obsess over their productivity systems, to-do apps. They beat themselves up for not achieving their extreme goals. Work insane hours because no pain, no gain, right? And then they collapse from the unavoidable burnout and still blame it all on the lack of self-discipline. It looks like a bad drama movie with no happy ending in sight. Personally, I find that true success comes from calm and consistency. The best decisions are made when you are calm. You are the most productive when you are calm. You can think straight. You can be creative. Have you ever met anyone who created anything meaningful out of a state of fear or out of being rushed or pressured? I haven't. If you do any creative work, you aspire to be in the flow state as much as possible. But you can't get there if you are feeling extreme emotions such as fear, anger, pressure, or even extreme excitement. This is all a drama roller coaster. You go from extreme lows to extreme highs and then back to the lows again. We even have the stereotype that artistic people should be either ecstatic or utterly depressed. No in between. This is a black and white thinking. I think it is total nonsense. It has more to do with creating an interesting story for a movie or a play. It has nothing to do with creating something truly valuable. Drama is optional. It is my favorite mantra. No matter what I've experienced over the past few years, I always found that drama was indeed optional. Okay, now that I've expressed my opinion on drama and personal productivity, I want to share my tips on how to achieve your goals with calm. Tip number one, rely on your practice, not the outcome. Focus on systems versus goals. So here's the thing. Every goal has a price. The question is, are you willing to pay that price? 
For me, a system is a price for a goal. Every time I engage with the practice, I am paying the price for my goal. If you focus on paying the price, your goal will be automatically completed. Your practice is where your focus should be. You can either be in the energy of paying the price for your goal or the energy of waiting. If you focus on the system versus the goal, you avoid all the drama. This is because your focus is on performing your practice every single day. That way you know that if you commit to your practice, your goal will be achieved. You simply ask yourself, have I paid the price this month, this week, today? Am I paying the price of my goal right now? In comparison, if you focus on the goal and not the system, there is too much uncertainty. You have no idea how to achieve it or when the goal will magically manifest itself. You simply don't know. It is outside your control. With uncertainty comes anxiety, frustration, confusion. With uncertainty comes drama. Okay, let's look at the example between a goal and a system. A goal is losing 30 pounds. A system is working out three times a day and cooking most of your meals from scratch. If you focus on losing 30 pounds, a goal thinking, you are losing every single day until you hit a 30-pound weight loss. Because in your mind, you are not there yet and you are always in a hurry to get there because this is the only time you will feel like a successful person. However, if you focus on the system, you win every single day when you cook your meals from scratch and do any form of working out. So you can feel good every single day if you engage with your system. The first approach brings drama. The second brings confidence and calm. Tip number two. Very few things are as urgent and important as you think. Being rushed and pressured is the opposite of being calm. With our 24-7 connectivity to the world, we think that every request we get is very urgent, especially if it comes from your boss or your client. It became a norm nowadays for people to send emails at 11 p.m. or even 2 a.m. And it signals something. It signals that if your manager is working at 11 p.m., you should be working too. The most productive trick I found when managing a team is to delay my response to their emails. About 70% of the time, people figure things out on their own. I swear it works. They send an email with a question on how to do something. Because sending an email is easier. If they don't get a response within 10 minutes, they start researching and thinking on their own. And most of the time, they find the answer and send you a follow-up email saying to ignore their previous email because they've already found an answer. After a while, people get trained to email you only when they tried finding answers on their own but couldn't. 
It baffles me when people pride themselves on how quickly they respond to emails, like if your response time has something to do with doing valuable work. In fact, it robs you of your focus. It interrupts you every six minutes. How can you get anything valuable done if you're interrupted every six minutes? In short, rethink the idea of urgency. Very few things are truly urgent. Even fewer things are truly important. When you're short on time and your to-do list never ends, ask yourself, will the completion of this task affect my life in five years from now? Tip number three, check your email during scheduled times. Since very few things are truly urgent and important, the world will not end if you stop checking your emails every six minutes. A lot of people over-exaggerate their importance. They think if they don't respond to an email within 10 minutes, something extremely bad will happen. Let me tell you it won't. Schedule your inbox process in time. I usually have it scheduled twice a day. Never first thing in the morning, because I want to focus on my most important task of the day in the morning. What helped me reframe my attitude to email check-in is understanding what it truly means. When you check your email, you are spending your time, your brain power, responding to someone else's priorities. Very rare, it is about your priorities. Someone else needs something from you, so they demand your time and attention by sending you that email. That's why I advocate spending your time and attention on your priorities first before checking everyone else's. Be selfish. Focus on improving your life first before giving your attention to everyone else. I find that you can get your most important tasks done in the morning and then spend an afternoon in meetings, emails, and other administrative tasks. And yes, I have done this when I was a regular employee in an organization. People get used to it as long as you are consistent in how you address your email processing. Tip number four, have a backlog of ideas and tasks. I already mentioned it in episode number three called Principles of the Monthly Method. This is something that truly transformed my life. Have a list of ideas, projects, tasks you want to do, all the things that sound exciting to you. Then have a monthly process of picking ideas, projects, tasks you want to focus during the next month. And then commit to the selected few for the duration of your sprint. Under my monthly method, a sprint is three weeks. You go full force on a selected number of projects, and you also know that any project you put on the list can be selected next. It works because every month you have a limited number of projects you're working on. Therefore, your to-do list can never expand beyond a certain number of tasks. If you always have a manageable to-do list, you feel calm. You rarely feel overwhelmed. 
you also feel confident because you make a measurable progress towards a project if it is selected for a monthly sprint. And you never feel like you're missing out on anything. All your ideas and projects have a home. You review them every month. And every month you're working on making them a reality. It results in calm, consistency, and confidence. Tip number five, work on your mindset daily. What causes drama, overwhelm, and anxiety is our thinking. If you want to pick just one actionable advice from this episode, please pick this one. Embrace daily journaling. Journaling is not the same as a diary. Journal from your future. Journal to create the right mindset to achieve your goals. Write down your top three tasks for the day. Then ask yourself what thoughts you should be thinking to make acting on these goals easier. Write down the thoughts you should be thinking. Practice thinking them throughout the day and I promise acting on your goals will be 10 times easier. Tip number six, go analog. If you feel overwhelmed, my advice to you is to embrace all things analog. Analog writing tools, analog planning tools, analog communications. Technology is great, but it also comes with one major downside. It has no limits, therefore you're never done. If you write your to-do list on a piece of paper, there is a physical limit on how many things you can put on the list. When you're reading an analog book, there is a limit on the distractions you can have during your reading time. There are no links you can click. There is a limit on pages, so you can always feel the end approaching. I also find that we can hide behind optimizing our digital tools. I am guilty of that. What is the best scheduling app? What is the best to-do app? Let me watch a YouTube review on this productivity tool. Okay, now let me see what other tools these YouTubers are using. You get the idea. You get into this rabbit hole of optimizing your digital tools. And believe me, there is always a new tool or app that was released recently. It is a full-time job to keep track. Think about it. How did Einstein, Darwin, Michelangelo get their job done? All they had were analog tools. And it was enough. Tip number seven. Think by walking. This is my favorite. I do a lot of my thinking during my daily walks. I'm so glad this year gave me the gift of walking. On average, I walk 13,000 steps a day. That's when I do most of my thinking. I create podcast ideas and outlines. I plan my day. I think about my future. The best ideas are the ones that come from walking. There is something dynamic about them. When you sit and force yourself to be creative, you often end up recycling the same ideas over and over, something that has been heard a million times before. But when you walk, your ideas are more dynamic and alive. They merge, they dance, they change colors. It is a lot easier to come up with something new when you're moving than when you're sitting. I listen to podcasts that get me inspired. 
Then I paused them and spent some more time thinking deeper about the issues discussed in those podcasts or audiobooks. I always feel calm after a good walk. You can do a lot of creative work while walking. You don't have to spend your day sitting at your desk. In fact, I strongly advise against it. Tip number eight, limit your consumption. The less you consume, the more time, energy, and brain power you have to create. Limit consumption of social media, news, TV shows. Be bored. You'll discover that boredom is just the first step of being creative. Limit your consumption if you want to have your own voice. If you want to create your own ideas instead of reciting the ideas of others. Limit your consumption to avoid other people imposing their ideas and sales incentives on you. Social media is designed to get you to spend more time on their platform. The more time you spend, the more ads they can show you. The more ads they show, the more stuff you'll buy. Limit your consumption if you want to make your own decisions and not be affected by social media algorithms. Turn off all social media notifications on your phone. Stop watching Instagram stories. They use your fear of missing out to make you spend even more time on their platform. When was the last time you saw something valuable in someone's story? Seriously, 99% of the time it's someone's cat, someone's lunch, or someone's recent purchase. Your future does not depend on you seeing that. Limit your consumption of news. Their business model depends on creating drama out of every single event. Without the drama, no one will click on their links. Understand their business model and refuse to participate in it. The less demand this clickbait news get, the faster they will disappear and the real fact-based journalism will take place. Tip number nine, have fixed working hours. When you have fixed working hours, you focus on the most important tasks. Not all tasks matter equally. And when you have three hours to get 10 things done, you do the tasks that bring the most value. When you have unlimited time, you do the tasks that are the easiest to do. See the difference? Plus, by having fixed hours, you have enough time to focus on your health and key relationships. Tip number 10. Don't obsess over what your competitors are doing. The most successful and innovative people I know don't know what their competitors are doing. They don't follow the news. They don't check LinkedIn for updates. They just do what they think they should do. They realize that most likely the disruption will not come from their direct competitor. They look at other industries for inspiration. If you focus on your competition, you will end up producing very similar products to your competitors. Plus, you'll always be feeling the need to catch up, to win, to dominate. If, instead, you focus on being inspired every single day by people and companies outside your industry, you end up creating products and offerings that none of your competitors could predict.
I want to end this episode with a quote by Gary Keller. The purpose of a goal is to orient yourself in the present. That's why there is no need to create the drama around your goals. Don't fixate too much on your long-term goals. They are to give you a direction of where to go and which things to say yes to. Make yourself proud every day. Celebrate small wins. And remember, there is no happy ending to a miserable journey. Have a great week, everyone. Please subscribe if you want to get a freshly baked episode delivered to you next Monday. And also check out the show notes for a weekly reading recommendation. This week I recommend a book that influenced me in developing some of the concepts covered in today's episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to ask a question, leave a comment, or share something interesting, please use the link provided in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you and answering your questions in the upcoming episodes.